The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. Hi, I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we are Brothers on Law. And we're uh, so happy to be here again. And thank you to Debbie, uh, the the mortgage mom. That's right, Rob. Hey, we're going to do something different today, Rob. You're going to tell us a little bit about that? Well, you know, we've been doing this show for about 10 months now. And we've uh, built up a listenership. And we have a lot of folks that just want to talk to us. And we haven't really had that opportunity to talk to to too many people. So today, we have listeners calling in, and we're going to field their legal questions as best we can, no matter what they are, and whether they're in the the field of personal injury, which is what we specialize in, or some other kind of question. We're going to see if we can give them a little guidance. Uh, No substitute, of course, for um, actual uh, uh, face-to-face legal advice. But, but, you know, some things that uh, many of our listeners may have a shared interest or a shared uh, question about. So uh, is that okay with you, Larry? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get it on and let's find out what people have to say or ask us about it and we'll give them a, the best shot we can. Absolutely. So do we have a caller? Yes, we do. Oh, and guess what? That's In Cameron. the studio today we have... Cam, our uh, producer. one of our producers, and Cam uh, uh, is uh, fielding the calls for us. Yes. So who so, do we have? Nancy from West LA. All right, Nancy, what what, what do you got on. for us? Hi. And first of all, I love your show. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm calling because I got a letter from Allergan Pharmaceuticals ah. about the breast implants that I got about eight years ago. Yes. And they're telling me that they've been recalled and that women are getting non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Right. Um, like zero, one, or 0.03% women have developed this, like about 500 around the world. Right. And they're telling me just to tell me that they're, they've been recalled um, and that... Um, they will uh, they would not pay for me to have them replaced like by surgery fees, but they'd pay the hard costs of the implants. Right. But I'm just kind of troubled because, um, you know, I feel like someone's negligence has caused me harm. That's and right. although I haven't developed cancer, um, I am just wondering, do I have any legal recourse? Well, yes, we you think do. you do. Um, Go ahead, we, we are, well, we're uh, thinking of actually starting a class action for folks just like you. In fact, we may even want to talk to you about that, really. Um, because here, here's the situation. If you, now, it depends on what kind of allergen implants you have. They have to be the textured ones. I do. I have the exact ones. They verify okay. it. Okay. All right. And the, the, the lymphoma that you are at risk of developing is called anaplastic large cell lymphoma. It's an extremely rare form of lymphoma. And um, for whatever reason, the, the way the texturing interacts with the tissues uh, in the body, it can put you at risk. Uh, it is a very low risk. However, any risk of developing that is worrisome. 
And the idea that the company will hand you a pair of new implants but not pay for the uh, surgery fees to take the old ones out and put the new ones in is, in our opinion, very uh, worrisome. Yeah, it's just dead wrong. Yeah. Yeah. To just uh, not compensate you for all the fears and anxiety and thoughts about, you know. Fear of uh, cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why. So, Nancy, come on in. Yeah, we're going to have to get you in. Well, you know. And it's more than that. I mean, there's still, you know, time off work, going That's to another right. surgery, uh, the back and forth to the doctor for follow-up visits. It's a lot. It's a lot. And and all of the, like Larry said, the anxiety that goes along with all that and, and just having it on your mind and having to uh, uh, take the time out and deal with it. Hey, Robin, in uh, California, we do have a statute, which is the MICRA, which limits the non-economic losses to $250,000 for medical malpractice negligence cases. Doesn't this apply is different. Here. Exactly. And why doesn't it apply, Robin? Well, because we're talking about a defective product. We're not talking about some doctor's negligence. Now, probably it, there would be doctors that get uh, brought into these lawsuits, I, I'm thinking, uh, for various reasons, but the lion's share of the responsibility lies with the um, manufacturer of the product because um, it's the product that's that's the problem, not the technique, not the medical procedure, you know, procedure itself. Yeah. So the, the doctor's kind of in the stream of the, of the whole thing, but really it is a product liability case and it does not have those limitations. Although, you know, it's hard to say the value of anyone's given case. I mean, it has some value for sure because of the way you got to run around and deal with the situation. And you said you had about, had these for about eight years? Eight, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the perfect person. Eight year mark, the Allergan textured 115s. I am the prime person that all the women who've built the cancer have my exact same scenario. Wow. Yeah, you really you, should come in and talk to us. Yeah, and you should yeah. che- get it checked out, Nancy, with a doctor. And we had a doctor, Dr. Hirsch, on the show who specializes in implants and removal. And that's somebody that you should think about go, to going to see. He, he yes. showed us um, the, uh, the difference between the textured ones and the smooth ones. And they are, you know, very different. And, you know, there's a lot of... Um, uh, you know, there's been many a problem with breast implants in the past. I don't know if you're familiar with the Dow Corning situation that was uh, happened in the 90s and many, many uh, millions, if not billions of dollars uh, were finally given to the victims of, of the original silicone implants that were leaking and causing havoc to various women who had those. Right. So, so anyway, if- so but for everyone else out there who's in Nancy's situation... Uh, you can check us out uh, on brothersonlaw.com or mandeltriallawyers.com. Or call us. Call us at 818-886-6600. Yeah, and we can also give them Dr. Hirsch's information, too. That's right. Nancy, did we answer your question for now? Yeah. Yes, you did. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Thanks for calling in, Nancy. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. All right. So, who do we... So, um... What do you think about that, Larry? You know, I mean, should we do a class action for people like Nancy? I think, I think yes, Rob. I think we have to help people, and we're the people that can do e- it. Even if they don't have the cancer? 
Yeah, because we just talked about the fear that you could have cancer. Think about that. Every day you may be having that in the back of your head, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking it like if there's enough people that are in her situation, that it could be a substantial class, even here just in California, because I don't know how many of these things were sold, but I manage, imagine many thousands. And, you know, the idea that they're not going to pay to give these women peace of mind. They're not going to pay. They're just going to hand them a new pair of implants. That's like, you know, a third, if not a quarter of the job. You're not getting the whole job done. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Hey, if you missed any part of this show or you just want to hear it again, go to brothersonlaw.com for all of our previous shows and all things Brothers on Law. Cam, all right, I you, have our next you have caller. Another call? All right, yep. cool. Let's hear Here we go. Who do we got? We have John. Hey, John. Hey, John. You talking to the Brothers on Law, man? Show. I uh, never thought I'd be calling with a question, but I actually am. Oh, cool. There you go, John. Ready I'm to hear a it. Uh, plumbing contractor. Gotcha. I was subcontracted to do a second story addition bathroom and some other stuff in the house. Right. And yesterday I was using the contractor scaffolding and the wooden plank broke. Uh-oh. And I fell about five or six feet, got a few bumps and scrapes and scratches, but felt felt generally pretty lucky. And I also felt it would probably time to wrap it up and call it a day. But as the evening went on and the night and this morning and now my knees aching my low back my shoulder uh wow i i sent him a message and uh, i haven't heard back he's out of town for the uh weekend on vacation yeah yeah so john first of all this is larry of brothers on law and i'm sorry to hear about this you know it's Something that happens in construction quite often. Scaffolding. This was a scaffolding. Be, yeah. Yeah. And who set up the scaffolding? The contractor. I see. Do you know why it failed? Yes. It uh, it looked like somebody had been cutting on it, cutting uh -oh. lumber crossways, and it was spilled uh. in several places. Wow. Well, that and sounds John, like negligence. And we've handled many scaffolding type cases. It is something that can be, you know, it's a tenuous situation because unless it's set up right, those planks will shift and a la a fall. Well, this one broke. Yeah, was even worse. Yeah. Now, that sounds like a, a very poor choice by the contractor to put a less than uh, stable or uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? A board well, that is has integrity, you know. It has it had, right. you know. So, um, and it, you've been a plumbing contractor for how long now? Oh, twenty five years. Oh, 30 wow. years. Yeah. So, John, let me just clarify you, something. Well, what I, I had a follow up question to that, yeah, Larry. Right. Uh, you you you've been on scaffolding before, I take it. Many many times. Yeah. So, how did the scaffolding? How did it affect you? How what happened to the scaffolding? I'm not clear. How did the plank? It broke. It, it, it broke. broke. So it just split in half? Yeah, it looks like someone had been cutting lumber while laying it on the plank because in several places when I looked at it, it looked like it had been scored straight across kind of deep. So they're using a defective board for 
something that has to bear human weight. Well, it sounds yeah, like they a, were cutting a, on it, though. In a, in, a, in a situation where, you know, safety is really imperative, you know, because you're, you, you fell five or six right. feet, right? Right. Yeah, and sometimes, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that can be very serious. So now you're having some issues. And Larry, I think Larry's question was meant to ask you, you know, what, what, what's going on with you physically right now? Uh, my knee, I can barely walk. It's swollen. My Uh-oh. low back's tight. And my shoulder, my right shoulder is um, not not great. Yeah. Have you seen a doctor yet, John? No. Um, I was trying to get a hold of the contractor. I have insurance, but I don't know if I should go on his worker's comp or mine. No, I have a really no. high deductible. No, so, John, what you need to do is go see a doctor immediately to get checked out. You don't right. want to wait on this because you'll be criticized later that you did not seek medical attention immediately. Okay, okay. get checked out. So that's and, number one. And the knee sounds like a bad deal with it's all swollen oh, like that. You know, yeah. you could have a torn meniscus or something like that. You never know. So you need to really get that thing checked out. And right John, away. I think you got to call us too. <laughs> and, hey, what's uh, the number, Larry? Yeah, it's 818-886-6600. Well, John, you stay you stay on the line after we uh, we uh, switch here for a moment and we'll get your well i have his number oh we cam can, has your number we can okay. contact all right thank we'll give, you we'll give you a call thank you john. guys great show all right take man. care thanks john right, take care stay connected with us on facebook instagram twitter youtube and of course brothersonlaw.com hey if you missed any part of this show or you just want to hear it again go to brothersonlaw.com for all of our previous shows and all things brothers on law oh we do have another caller yep, now I have oh i have another caller yeah gary he has his call. All right, Gary, you are hey, on the line with hey, Brothers Gary. on Law. Hey. Wow, thanks for taking my call. You got it, Gary. Hi, guys. Hey, Gary. Hey. I had a question regarding an accident I was in recently, and I rear, uh, not rear-ended. I got hit by a driver on the passenger side of my door. He missed a driveway. Oh, wow. Did not see my car. I took out the passenger side door, back door, and tire. Wow. Um, we weren't going very fast. Although my car had the most damage, the problem for me was um, the seatbelt. I had hip surgery back in April, mm-hmm. well on my way to recovery, but getting hit and spun around and torqued into the driver's door, the seatbelt cinched into my hip socket. And of course. <laughs> yeah. Seems like I was back to square one. Oh man! Did 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 someone recommend that you have to have an, an additional surgery now or anything like that? Well, right now I cannot continue doing physical therapy to help get the leg back because the hip is is sore. But yeah. the hardware that they put in to stabilize the femur. Uh, is intact and they don't think that that's a concern my question is that when i reported the accident to my insurance company and asked about whether i should seek additional advice the insurance company said that since it was a pre-existing condition it wouldn't behoove me to go through the expense of getting representation for this injury because they would just default to the fact that it was a previous condition. Wow, John. Uh, Gary, that's just 
blatantly wrong. Wrong. Because, you know, <laughs> and, the, and the basic theory is this, is that you take the injured party as you find him or her. So if you have a pre-existing condition and it's aggravated by an auto crash like this that you were involved in, then whatever injuries have developed from that, including your pre-existing problem that's been exacerbated or aggravated, you're entitled to compensation. Right, you, Rob? You know what, Gary? My brother is exactly right. Wow. I, I, I don't know if I've ever even said that before. Well, you better start saying yeah. it more and more. But Get yeah, used to it, buddy. That, that is uh, spot on. And so this situation that you're experiencing, it sounds like bottom line is you're in pain. Is that right? It's extremely sore. And I'm able to, I live by myself, so I'm able to, or I have to power through it. But no. it's not comfortable. Oh, man. And you can't, you can't tolerate the physical therapy yet? I can tolerate physical therapy in a moderated form, but right. not physical therapy that the surgeon prescribed to rehabilitate the leg movement. Gotcha. It's too, it's were, too were painful. You, were you still in that process from the April surgery when the accident occurred? I, I, had, I had progressed enough to leave the walker, and I was using a cane... And now I got to a position where the physical therapy was going to rehabilitate my leg, my knee, and get me back to a normal gait, hopefully losing the cane. Right. But after the, after the accident, the hip area, not necessarily the joint, but possibly the joint is sore enough that I'm not able to start these exercises to rehabilitate the leg. Right. Because so, the, the yeah. hip is sore. So I feel that, like I'm in a catch-22. Exactly. Yeah. And Gary, exactly that, all, what to do. that all flows from this crash, this new yes. incident. Right. And so Gary, let me ask you this. Have the, run, has the, doc, have the doctors run any tests like um, MRIs or x-rays to see if there's been any changes to your hip? Yes, they did. They they did X-ray the leg and the hip and confirmed that the hardware, which is applied name for the pins and rods that they put into my femur to stabilize the leg, yeah. hadn't hadn't been a, affected. So, so the integrity of the surgery is there, but you're back to square one in terms of the rehab, yeah. and you you're, are you're back using a walker. Yes. I'm oh, sorry, Gary. But I'd like to see an MRI. I mean, we're not doctors, but in the course of handling cases like this, maybe an MRI might help. No, you know, what, you, know what, you know what I'd like to see, Gary, is you. Okay. Well, that too. Of we're going we're gonna to have you come in, buddy, or we're going we're gonna to call you and we're going to figure this out for you. Does that sound okay? Yeah, that sounds great. All right, man. All right. Thanks, Gary, hey, for your Gary. call. Hey, Gary. Thank you, buddy. Right. You take care. We'll, we'll be talking to you. I uh, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right. uh, I'm surprised that after all these years, you can memorize that law like that, Larry. That oh, was pretty thanks. good. Yeah. You know? but, you I know, feel it, bad for Gary, you know, and, and I'm glad he called us. I am glad, too. A lot of people don't realize that, well, I have this condition, and it's bothering me, and now something happened in my life, a, a crash or fall yeah. or whatever, and it's like, oh, no, I guess I can't do anything about it because I already have it. No. But, but you know, the other lesson that Gary learned unfortunately, 
you know, the hard way is that you don't want to ask an insurance company for legal advice. No, they really you know, stared them they in the will, wrong direction. They will definitely, you know, because they don't, they don't want lawyers getting involved. They don't want to hear about people making claims. Oh my God, maybe you'll make a claim against me, you know? So, um, that was just terrible. What, what they yeah. should have said is, hey, we're not lawyers, Gary. Call a lawyer. Yeah. You shouldn't say, oh, pre-existing condition. Oh, you know. I mean, this, the, there is a blurred line there. There is going to be, you know, there, he can't necessarily blame them for the original condition. Of course not. But but he's been working hard. He's yeah. been trying to get back on his feet. You could hear in his voice the frustration. And and this, you know, person who, who broadsides him sets him all the way back to April now. Yeah, now he's back to square one. Yeah, that's but like you know, a doctor months. can apportion that too. Of course. A skilled doctor can say, well, this is where he was before the crash and this is where he is after right. the crash. Right. Now we're going to help Gary. Have you suffered or been injured by someone else's negligence? When you need a legal team that will stand up for what is right, won't give up the fight and obtain justice, call 818-886-6600. Mandel Trial Lawyers specializes in personal injury cases of all types. Whether it's a car accident, product or premises liability, dog bite, or a catastrophic injury, Mandel Trial Lawyers are there for you when the fight is worth it. Call now for your free consultation, 818-886-6600. Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. We have Are you guys call? ready for your next call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's I do it. Please. Melanie here. Hi, Melanie. Melanie. Hi, Robin, Larry. I'm such a huge fan of your show. Cool. Thank you, Thank you Melanie. Nice to hear. What's going on? So here's my situation. I just uh, moved out of the unit, and uh, my landlord is not giving me back my security deposit. Uh-oh. And um, I did some research about tenant landlord law, and I'm pretty sure, well, I know for a fact that they're now in violation of a few laws. What right. I'm trying to do is prove bad faith um, to receive punitive damages in court. Oh, wow. What do you suggest I do? to uh, to win punitive damages in small claims court. Document. In other words, have you taken photographs of how you left the place and you know documented that the reason they're not giving back the security deposit is inappropriate and without basis? Yeah. Well, well, th- th- it has to be more than that for punitive damages. No, but I'm just talking about in general first, Rob. We'll get to that because it's really called treble damages. She wanted punitive damages. But... It's, I believe, you know, we don't do um, landlord-tenant per se, but I do have some understanding about it. Isn't it called treble damages where you get three times the amount? Is that what you're talking about? Um, Well, it's, I I thought it was punitive damages when you can prove that the landlord is acting in bad faith. Right. Okay. Right. So, um, like Larry says, we're not landlord-tenant lawyers and we can steer you to one. And so, you know, we'll, we'll happily do that for you. But, just off the top, what you're what what Larry is saying is absolutely correct. First, your first step is showing that they have no legal grounds to hold on to your security deposit, that you didn't damage the property, that you don't owe any rent, et cetera, et cetera. Do you feel like you meet those criteria so far? Absolutely. Okay. Hey, Melanie, there's something else that we're supposed to, and again, we don't do this per se, but weren't they supposed to meet with you and go through what uh, damage that they're alleging, why they're not giving you back the security part, deposit before you vacated? Did they Absolutely. do that? Absolutely. So the pre-move-out inspection, we did go through that, okay. and 
she kind of noted a few things that I already knew were part of like ordinary wear and tear, but I went on ahead and fixed it anyway. Um, And then when they didn't give me my security deposit back, they returned with more things that Uh weren't even a part of the initial inspection so trying to like cover up right, what wrong. They so they're committing thing. a fraud is what you're saying they're just like shooting taking things right out of there you know what to try and and yes. justify keeping your money yes right yeah. uh, we do that is dead face yeah and we do have to stare to a landlord tenant and we have yeah. we have many that we can uh, or uh, at least some good ones that we can refer you to can can I ask you something um Melanie sure uh, well, how much of, is the security deposit? What are we talking about? A seventeen fifty. Seventeen fifty. Yes. Okay. That comes under small claims, right? So small claims now, just as a pragmatic consideration, right? Now you should go for the trouble damages or the punitive damages or what is whatever is available under law, but um, small claims court judges are notoriously not all, not the brightest tools, sharpest tools in this shed. Wait, haven't you been a small claims judge? No, I know you have, but no, I have not. (laughs) But no, a lot of them just don't have the patience or the, you know, to fully understand the situation. They make, if you ever seen Judge Judy or or, um, what was the other guy, Wapner, Judge Wapner? You ever seen those shows? Yeah, one of our guests in the past was was a celebrity judge on there too. Go ahead. So you you've seen those shows, right? Yes. So they you see how they make snap decisions like that, like on the show, like just like right off the cuff, they just make a quick quick decision. You've seen that, exactly. right? Yeah. So a lot of small claims judges kind of are like that. You know, they don't they don't want to take the time to research the law and to fully understand your situation. So you have to understand that that's what you may be dealing with. So if you can have like a little notebook for them or some kind of uh, like a uh, like a brief, you know, where you outline your the whole situation and you did a little research on the law and here's what I think is the law, your honor, and you have it all like tabbed for the, the judge and you give them, you got to give them a little something, you know, that they can look at and feel and go through then you have a better shot. That's a that's really good advice, Robin. And you would include your photographs. It's like a school assignment. Right. And it's all organized. Okay. And you have three books because you have one for the judge, one for the other side, and one for you. Right. So That's a great idea. Yeah. So, but you should talk to a landlord-tenant uh, person just in case, but, but, you know, they may want to charge, you know, more than... 1750 to, to get your 1750 you know what i'm saying so right. so you never know you know you should talk to one and and figure that out uh but if you end up now small claims there's no lawyer goes there with you anyway so if you end up having to go to small claims to get your money then you want to uh make sure you're fully prepared and you look like the good person you're the one that has okay. and you're the one saying your honor and you're not raising your voice and you're not interrupting the other party when they're talking and you're not interrupting the judge and you're talking to that judge like they are the king because you know he or she will be the king or queen of that courtroom at the time. So, um, Melanie, give us tips. a call and we, we have some uh, landlord tenant attorneys that maybe we can refer you to and that's 818-886-6600. 
All right. Thanks, Melanie, for your call. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you, Melanie. She wants the number one more time, she said. 818-886-6600. And Melanie, hey, listen. You You got it. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Take care. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers on law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. All right. All right. So, yeah, man, I, I hate hearing things like that. Me you too. Know? And, and, and people, you know, they have these little problems that other people create for them just out of sheer greed, you know? It just it's just not right. That's why we have our system, Rob, to make yeah, to you make know, it that's right. the only way sometimes you you gotta have a lawyer to get justice, you know. Hey, guess what, Larry? What, Rob? If you keep going north, you will eventually go south. And if you keep going east, you're eventually gonna go west. So that's why I'm staying out here on the west coast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't think have you go, read that right. You don't have to go north. Oh wait! If you keep going east, you'll never go west. Yeah, that's what that's I, that's, that's why I said that's why I'm staying on the west coast. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't west get, is west and east is east, yeah. and never this, the twain shall meet. This way, I won't get lost. Yeah. All right, so it's time to wrap up our show. We want to thank all our listeners for calling in today. And if you'd like to be on the air to ask a question or just message us at brothersonlaw.com or on Instagram. Yeah, and if you've missed any part of this show and you want to hear mm -hmm. it again or you want to listen to our previous shows, go to brothersonlaw.com for all things on Brothers on Law. And to all our listeners... Thank you for tuning in and check out next week's show at the same time, 8 a.m., right here on Go Country 105. And remember, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.